This is the Kestrel Country Podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and events all around Kestrel Country. Michael Carnahan. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the Kestrel Country Podcast. Yeah. I'm glad you could. I'm glad I could too. So Michael, we've known each other since forever. Yep. A long time, which is fun. Um, but you've bounced back between Moscow and Portland. So mm-hmm. give us a little background on what brought you to Moscow, I guess, both times. Both times. Well, I was born in Moscow. Yeah. So that's the first time. And then you had no control over born, that. I was not in control. <laughs> born at Gritman Hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, and was raised here, went to college here at University of Idaho, in the, went to the music school. And... Um, yeah, I graduated with my voice degree and had a desire to uh, perform and be in the jazz world. I wanted to go sing and perform jazz, and there wasn't a lot of opportunity in the old Moscow, Idaho, <laughs> to make it big on the jazz scene or even just do anything. So right. I left um, after graduating and just moved to Portland um, and was there for 14 years, um, performing in jazz and, um, also working in soul music and funk, um, gospel, pop, um, all sorts of, and other random projects. Um, and also worked at my church there, uh, leading worship, uh, was, um, on, the worship team and and coordinated everything for the church for eight years. Um, and so that I was had one foot in the church world and one foot out in the secular performance world mm-hmm. there. Um, and I it was, it was such a wonderful uh, life of a musician, I'd say. Like I was able to support myself and um, that was kind of, I guess, rare, just even – you know, I ended up buying a house like three years before I moved back, wow. um, which is still crazy to me that I could do that as a single woman, as a musician. Um, and um, so then what brought me back? So 2020 is this is the this is the story, isn't it? <laughs> Everything shifts with 2020. Uh, 2020. Um, it turns out when you perform um, for Large audiences, um, they didn't really like that in COVID. No. Um, they didn't like, uh, yeah, they didn't like churches meeting and they didn't like uh, big events. So basically my whole world ended mm-hmm. in COVID. Um, I was at home and I didn't have any shows or any gigs. Um, besides, we had some random live streaming gigs. So there's live streaming companies that would, you know, hire hire us to come out and um, which was, which was such a refreshment, like doing it a few times I did. Um, and then for my church, we weren't allowed to meet. And so we, I was actually leading worship from my living room, um, on Facebook. Oh. Uh, and so my, my, the, the pastor, one of the pastors at our church would preach sermons from his house, um, and live stream. And then we'd do a separate live stream of the worship. So people would log on from church and, um, and I just play my piano and sing and that was life for a long time there. Um, I learned a lot about live streaming. <laughs> um, anyways, so it was, it was a little bit, uh, dark, shall we say. Lonely. And, 
Um, and then I reconnected with an old friend of mine in July of 2020. He reached out to me, asked me about um, if I knew anybody in Moscow that was teaching voice lessons that weren't classical okay. style and I, uh, for his daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, I said I didn't know anybody that was not classical, um, but I knew I was going to be up in Moscow in a couple weeks because my cousin was getting married and so I said, I would be happy to teach her a lesson while I'm in town. And uh, then he started like asking me other questions in the meantime, like, hey, how's, how's life? And I thought, hmm, what's going on? Um, long story short, uh, he asked me out on a date like in October of 2020. So it was like three months of not even hearing from him. And I was in Portland and he called me and asked me next time I came up to Moscow if I'd go out and... I said, yeah, I'd actually been praying about him for three months <laughs> and asking God to, if if he's the guy, then that he would pursue me. And then that is what happened. So uh, I came up, went on a date with him, and a couple days later, we were in a relationship. And then, yeah, things kind of flew from there. I ended up moving back to Moscow in January of 2021. We got engaged on New Year's Eve and then, yeah, so January 2021 is when I moved back to Moscow. And then we got married in May of 2021. So it was all of this like, uh, hey, my life is ending in Portland. And I never thought I would leave Portland. Yeah. But it was, and then God had answered my prayers because I was an, you know, I'm an old, I was an old single lady. <laughs> Right. So it's 36 and I was like, what's going on? Uh, but yeah, it was such a blessing in so many ways. And I've been so thankful to be back, to be uh, married now with uh, four stepkids yeah. and yeah. <laughs> four stepkids and uh, being near my family and um, old friends. All all of it's just been such a surprising uh, gift of life to me. Right. So a whole new shift. Yeah. Just like, wow, I didn't see myself coming back here. <laughs> I think it's so it's, it is, it's fascinating what, what comes along the corner. Cause you just never know. Right. You know, from small things like speaking of music, I grew up really disliking country music. Oh, my yeah. dad didn't like country music. Yep. Well then lo and behold, I marry a guy, you know, this who is a small thing. Country. Who is into country. And so you start liking country and yeah. then my dad likes country now. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, and it's just, that's a teeny tiny example, yeah. but, but just how things shift and change where you're yeah. so sure this, you know, this is it, this is it, or it looks like it's going to be something and it, it's always surprising and it's always right. usually good. Yes. You know, God plans it way better than we plan it. Yes. Which is a good thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, so that brought you back to, to Moscow mm-hmm. and, but you've still been doing music. Mm-hmm. So what kind of music is it still jazz that you've been able to do? Um, yes. And, okay. uh, jazz plus. Nice. So I started out in my whole career. I was, I was like, jazz is it. You I, just have always loved jazz. I love jazz. And, and, um, honestly, part of why I was like, I'll do jazz is because I told myself, I, I never wanted to write music. I thought, mm. oh, if I write music, it'll be boring. Or if I write music, uh, I'll have to share like my internal feelings. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I really like jazz and hey, I can get away with just singing jazz standards mm-hmm. and having a career. Right. And, and so that's what I did. But then it turns out actually I needed to write music and 
So now I'm doing, uh, yeah, I do jazz and I do some original music. I do a lot of, I love, I love soul music and R&B and funk. And and so I do a lot of that. That's kind of actually the preferred preferred genre for me because okay. um, actually young people kind of care about it a little bit. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a listenership. <laughs> I see like a little bit more energy from your, the audience engagement is like much different where jazz is like, you know, people are like, Mm, that was very nice. That's very nice. Oh, and little slow golf clap, you know. Ooh. Yeah, that was um, the pleasant background. Uh, ple- pleasant. That sounds so pleasant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a totally different um, vibe as a performer to to have people shouting at you because hmm. they're so excited or, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I so now yeah, what I'm doing is I've uh, been lucky enough because I'm, you know, this is a small town and Pullman's a small town and Moscow's a pul- small town, but we've got two universities here, yeah. uh, state universities with two music schools. And with that comes professors uh, who play and um, would like to play. And so I've got professional musicians um, here in Moscow that I get to play with from Washington State and from University of Idaho. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been wonderful to connect with them. And we've formed a couple different things here and there, small duos, or I have a, a new band called MKJD Project, which is um, half uh, University of Idaho profs and half WSU. That wasn't planned. It just is. So it's not, there's not a war between the except two. Except University of Idaho wins because I went there. So you have loyalties. I do have loyalties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we do a lot of soul that, uh, yeah, any anything that we can do. And where um, are you performing? We're performing uh, at Rico's and Pullman mm-hmm. um, and Bootsers and hoping to do a few more places. But, um, yeah, they all have, you know, real jobs, too. And I am, you know, busy stepmomming. So yes. stepmomming and wifing, I guess. Yeah. Which fills the day. It fills. Yeah. It <laughs> very, fills very some much. time. And yeah. I'm yeah. still getting my, you know, still getting used to like what what that means. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm performing and um, yeah, doing some voice lessons. Yeah, so we wanted to ask about that. So, what all do you offer with your music? Um, with your so teaching, with my teaching. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I teach out of my home, and I'm teaching female students because I understand the female voice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I it's like I could teach I could teach men, but it's it's still like this kind of mystery because. Dang it, they have way more range than we do. And I just, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'd probably need to actually study. <laughs> right. Well, and it's probably <laughs> harder pedagogy. to explain something, like, especially if you're trying to teach them how it feels or yeah. something like yeah. that. Okay. So, so. I, I feel like I have a limitation in that in, in teaching uh, male vocalists, um, although I, I'm sure I could help mm-hmm. um, in some ways. Um, but, yeah, so I, I teach, um, like, some vocal technique. Um my one of my biggest things with vocal technique has been how do you sing in a way that won't damage your voice that maintains vocal health um because is, is that especially true for jazz or r&b uh it's it's true for any any genre okay. um so classical training taught me this so i ta- was taught classically in college and um it's such a game changer hmm. i i was um it, it to to be able to sing for hours and not have 
your voice get tired is is great. Like, and it's that's what it should be. Because if you're if you are getting tired, then you're damaging it, and that can lead to like serious vocal problems if you're mm-hmm. performing all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. like the lovely Adele, she had vocal nodes, um, which is because she was thrashing her voice. And those can be surgically removed, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good way to, to sing. So, um, singing without tension and all that. Mm. So I teach people technique, um, and I teach them basically in the style of music that they want to do. So Mm. I have them come in like, what, what do you want to sing? Like what, what, uh, what would you like to sing better? Um, bring me a pop song. I'll do my best Mm -hmm. to like find some accompaniment or play it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, because I want people to be excited about what they're singing. Right. And so I do classical, I do, you know, Americana, I do jazz, I do R&B, pop, whatever people want to do. Um, and so do you teach them all basically the classical method, but then how do you sing that way with the right technique? Right. It's, it's, it's kind of using the same concepts. Okay. The same concepts of... Um, how to how to sing without tension like mm-hmm. okay you're gonna need to hold your jaw uh and mush your words for a minute and, and we'll figure out how to keep your jaw relaxed you know and we do that with all styles or um there's lots of weird things i'm like okay hold your tongue out and sing with your tongue out <laughs> it's weird try it like, yeah yeah and, but but figure it out have you had anybody so just jumping yeah um, in terms of you know the people who say oh i just can't sing um, not people that say like, I just can't sing. Um, I have people that's, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's usually the people actually that are the best that are going, oh, I could never, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could, I could never uh, do that. Like, uh, that's, that's just, no, there's no way I could ever perform at an open mic. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> are you, have you been to an open mic? <laughs> Oh yes, you can. Um, yes. So there's people that, that come in and, um, there's some people that don't necessarily have a desire to like be any sort of performer. They just want to learn how to sing better in church Mm -hmm. or they want to learn how to sing, um, in a choir. Um, and so I do all kinds of teaching around that where I'm just going through like basic music training too. Mm -hmm. So like, not just so I, I teach vocal technique, but then I also go to okay. If you're having a hard time with pitch, right? Let's train your ears. Like let's so we do ear training and mm-hmm. I do the solfege stuff and we go through all that and I or or rhythm. How yeah. you know I will set the metronome up and we we work through sight reading. We work through all things. It's it's kind of the whole package with with um, with singing because you know if you don't have pitch and you don't have rhythm, nobody really wants to hear. Right. Well, or you're going to struggle or even if you mentioned for your own enjoyment, right. you're going to struggle and right. not, you know, not enjoy what you're singing. Exactly. So um, it's been cool to see people grow in confidence and grow um, their skills um, in even the most basic things, you know, just just pitch awareness. And right. how do you how do you uh, find a pitch when you only have one pitch? Um, how do you jump from this? Yeah. It, to read the music and sight read it. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. a skill. It is a skill. And it's not something that's like 
God-given sight reading. You actually just have to learn to, yeah. to work at. I mean, there's the perfect pitch, which is my my sister right. has that. Your sister. I know. She's. It was one of those things where growing up, if you were practicing something and she's out of the room, you know, like, nope, it's supposed to be an yeah. A. <laughs> like, oh, oh, and who was my accompanist in college? <laughs> Your sister. Oh, was she? Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> well, maybe. I, I don't know. I think That's for too like fun. two or three years, Kaisa was. Played for you? My accompanist oh, accompani- I why did, why did i say accompanist i, I sure it, did like, really fast accompanist <laughs> <laughs> in yeah she was oh that's great she yeah. tried not to criticize my pitch too much okay well see she's got perfect pitch I and know. so it's i'm sure it's hard mm-hmm. you know you to avoid saying anything <laughs> <laughs> yes but it was funny because we would try to trick her too, or you know play two notes at once or, right you know some of those right. things she frequently she pretty much always got it, I feel like. Yep. But but what first got you into music? Your mom obviously loves yes. music. Yes. So um, is she the inspiration for the jazz? The or Where did it all come from? I mean, my whole family's musical. My mom's more musically inclined than my dad. Um, but they did have a band together in the 70s oh, yeah. with your dad. And my mom, too. And your mom. She oh, my gosh. She did some backup singing. See, we go way back. Way back. <laughs> Um, so the, uh, yeah, my mom was, uh, and she's still alive. I can talk about she, how she's, she's alive. (laughs) My mom is a great singer and piano player. And she used to teach piano lessons out of the house. And she was actually the choir director at Logos. Um, she did a music group out of your house too. Yeah. When little kids, I mean, I was a little kid. Yes. But, um, and so we had. Just a lot of music going on. My mom always loved soul. And and jazz hadn't been a thing in our family. Um, it was when she was teaching choir at Logos, and she's like, oh, the jazz festival's here in Moscow. We should take our choir there because why not? Um, and so it was kind of like, well, I guess we have to learn how to do jazz. And so we get those little choir arrangements of jazz, <laughs> is, you know, all the cheesy jazz choir stuff. Yeah. But I I was loving it. I was loving the harmony. I was loving the rhythm. And then we went to the jazz festival and, you know, we didn't like win any awards or anything. <laughs> but uh, just seeing it being performed by professionals and learning from the professionals, I fell in love with it. It was so um, exciting, the improv and um, and all of that. So I felt like uh, I had found this style because um, the, the the harmony was so complex, mm. and I my ear just wants harmony, wants like lots of harmony with all the weird notes. <laughs> so all the hard stuff to do, all the hard stuff. I wanted all the weird notes, and um, so that was that was jazz. So it was that was kind of how it how it happened. And then I started. I competed my senior year of high school at the jazz festival, and also did not win anything. Um, that's right. That's right. But that's a good, gentlemen. that's a good experience. Yes. <laughs> and I continued to not win awards all through college. Anytime I competed. Yes. But yes. you made it and <laughs> supported yourself it. as a musician for <laughs> 14 years. Never won any awards. That's right. <laughs> um, but I got jobs. So, <laughs> so there you go. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that was, that was how I fell in, fell in love with it and volunteered at the festival 
in college and got to drive around the artists and Kaisa did that too. Oh yeah. 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 It's just, it's so fun. Got to talk their ear off, you know, all the way to the Spokane airport (laughs) at three in the morning (laughs) or whatever. Uh, That was, that was fun. Yeah. So, so that's how you got into jazz. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also play some with Ben, don't you? Yes. So my husband um, is also a musician and we are world's, apart in terms of our musical um uh backgrounds so he's like loves tom waits and americana and folk and all that and he plays guitar and sings he's got a great voice and he likes you know he has that like gravelly yelly thing he used to be in like a metal band you know so you got me over here in my jazzy jazz world and he's like you know yelling folky music. So we're, we're still working on where do our musical worlds collide? Mm-hmm. And we think we may have found it. So are you in composing terms of, for that specifically? We were thinking about, so he has a ukulele. Yeah. It's like, okay, what if he played ukulele and did like alternative nineties covers? We loved alternative nineties, <laughs> alternative music. That's where we just like, we both had we loved it so you know can we play system of a down on the ukulele and i sing it yeah so maybe we'll <laughs> so this is what this coming. might be uh, this is what i'm feeling i don't you know yeah so oh that's funny or blues we blues okay. we both love blues so yeah we we need to figure out our husband wife sound um because that's required <laughs> yes <laughs> If you're if you have two musicians Musical. that are married, yeah. you have to have like a joint project. It's just required. It makes complete sense. Yes. Yeah. So we're running out of time because we have yes. to make sure we get yes. you to your next thing. But um, in terms of where people can find out information about voice lessons, mm-hmm. where should they go? So I have a website for all of my music things. So my my stage name and my actual name. Right. Combine it's really fantastic. It's my first and my middle name together, which is Michael Angela. Yes. So and it's Michael without the E. Important. This is important. Michael without the E and then Angela dot mm-hmm. com. Okay. And then slash vocal coaching, or you could just go to the website and you can see and find there's it. a little button that says vocal coaching. Perfect. Or if you want to find some, you know, YouTube videos. I've got music videos and albums and stuff like that. And so if they want to hear you mm-hmm. on iTunes or anywhere else, do they do the same? Michelangelo. Michelangelo. If you just look up Michelangelo on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere. It's there. It's even on Napster. Oh, wow. You know, that exists somewhere. It, I didn't know it was still a thing. <laughs> it <laughs> it still even... exists somewhere. Oh. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So look her up at Michelangela. And Michael, thank you thank for you. coming on. And sorry we have to make it short today, but this really appreciate it. Yes, it was great. Thank so, you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next week.